Welcome to You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. So have we reached a point where the very presence of a rainbow in any situation is like a statement of pride? Like that's like the question. And in Nevada school district, one particular school district, the answer is emphatically Yes, any presence of rainbow is a political statement. Um, There was a seventh and eighth grade middle school teacher, Jennifer Leha, I hope I'm saying her name right, um, who proudly displays rainbow flags. And she might be a listener. We have very, we have a prominent audience, you know. Um, We're huge in Nevada. Huge in Nevada. Or Nevada. Do you say Nevada Nevada. or Nevada? I don't know. It's whatever I don't say. Nevada. I think you I say, say Nevada. Nevada. I say Nevada. <laughs> so Midwest. It's like Midwest <laughs> but coming out. She yeah. prominently displays rainbow flags across her room as both um, just to have around, but also she is openly bisexual and she does want it to be a place, a safe space for queer students to be able to feel comforted and welcomed and invited in. And um, the school district has a new policy that came about after a 2018 Supreme Court decision. The the Janice decision, which I didn't know much about, Brent. Do you know much about that decision? I, I know the name, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember much um, but basically it. it limited a lot of the powers that school, that teachers and unions have within certain decision-making within school districts. And the school district made a, made a decision after that Supreme Court decision, basically banning any type of political speech during school hours. Um, the, and the, Jennifer says that I don't think my existence or my identity is a political issue. I think that being able to have a rainbow flag is as much a part of my identity as anything else. But the school district says that the policy does not impact who the teacher is. It only impacts the advocacy for a specific political position. And so it's this weird back and forth. And- An interesting nuance because you're like, so, you know, I, uh, so, and, and on, yeah. So on one hand, like you, can't advocate one way or the other for or against gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, she's not doing that. All she's saying is, I am proud to be who I am. Yeah. Which, and displaying flags to show that. Sh- right. It shouldn't have ever been a political thing. I mean, Republicans made, made that political in theory, but like one could also easily argue that that doesn't make you, that that isn't a political statement. You're just saying, I am who I am, you know? Part of me thought, would first, be, go ahead, Elliot. I just left thinking of like a teacher putting up one of those like uh, gay bear flags, like all like yeah, yeah, all shades yeah. of brown right. with like the bear right. paw on it. Yeah, so right. I am. <laughs> but no, it, it got me thinking of like other non queer political statements, like or statements in general of sort of identity and who they are. And like you know, I'm thinking of like like would the school district? They, I'm sure the school district would probably have a problem with like a Black Lives Matter flag or like a you know what I mean, like. Right. What if that, it was a flag that was like your ethnicity, like where your your ancestry or yeah, whatever, your, your home? I, I don't know. Flag. Yeah, is that appropriate? Is that political? Is that just I mean, a, being proud of who you are? I don't think it's political. I don't know. I'm so I'm not torn on this at all. I think she should be able to have a rainbow flag in the room because she is who she is, and she should be able to decorate how she wants. Uh, but I also don't think like saying you know I am a queer teacher. And so if you are a queer student and the school district supports me as a queer teacher to be out, which the school district said they do, then 
why isn't this a good thing for then students who are queer to see this teacher and say, okay, that is the space I can go to. I remember in my school, there was, they had the whole um, upside down pink triangle thing. I think Glad put it out where teachers would say, like they put it on their window and say, this is a safe space. And I knew- Really? Yeah, in, in, in Kirkwood, Missouri. And wow. Wow. I, forget the, I forget the initiative, but I think it was through GLAD. And it was the upside down pink triangle. And I remember seeing it being like, okay, that teacher I know I can go to, or by, oh you know God, what I mean? That's so I, re- I remember hearing that GLAD printed like 10 million, 10 million of those little triangles. And I think only three were used and they were yeah. all in your school. And all in my <laughs> district. Yeah. All, yeah, in yeah, my, yeah. all in my school. But I'd be interested in anyone listening. If you guys, if any yeah, listeners that had that That's in great. your schools, because like, I mean, that was in 2000 era, you know, 99, 2000 era. So like, I'm sure it's been around for a long time since. For me though, I have to say, and this is like my own personal thing, but I am ready for gay people to give up the pride flag. I want the pride flag to go away. You don't like the Flag. I hate the aesthetic of Why? a rainbow. I just find it to be tacky and just ugly and gross. And I want to replace the pride flag with like a picture of Kathy Bates. That's right. That's right. That, that I think that, that I have more pride in irrelevant. Kathy Bates than I do in a rainbow. Sure. I think the idea of it is like, it's just like, I guess it is the line that it's like sexual and thus inappropriate, or is it just pride in who she is? And I guess. That's where they, that's where I guess the question really toes the line. But I also think if you're erring on the side of providing support to other kids who could use your help or guidance or counsel, like that's only a good thing. It's only a good thing. Yeah. I think it all boils down to the fact that like, once again, I think, I think most conservatives don't feel this way, but there, there continues to be a large contingent that thinks by being gay and talking about it, you are recruiting their children. And mm-hmm. they obviously view their children as vulnerable when they're young and in what second and third grade. And so I would bet that that's sort of at the basis of, of all of this. Yeah. Oh, um, definitely. It's definitely sexual, sexual uh, yeah. uh, fear here, I think. But it, it is, it's inherently a sexual thing because Elliot has a semi right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the I thought of a rainbow. He, it just he, makes him ravenous. He's we we, we obviously can, Elliot is clothed, but we can hear that he's sort of well, we wiggling and jiggling. Yeah, we can see we can we can we can hear him wiggling and jiggling in his seat, and so mm-hmm. he's just trying to get a tingle from the story. And I'm literally on the ground. You can see my feet in the air. <laughs> I think it's your feet in the air. He's literally talking to us like a 14 year old girl. Oh, on like a party line. <laughs> you should, yeah. you should. It's the coldest apartment in my. It's the coldest part of my parents' house. Are you in, Are you enjoying your time at your parents' house? I'm enjoying it, but if they had central air, I'd be happier. And if they would put the air on in general, I'd be much happier. Not even joking. We are joined this week by. One of my favorite comedians and people, good friend, dear friend of the podcast, Beth Stelling. Beth, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. Hi, Beth. Hi, Beth. Beth, you are doing you're doing the tour because you uh, recently released an HBO special. So you did Conan, then of course, what comes the after Conan? Tour. You do you're, yeah. you're making it worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> friend Alan, Alan and Elliot, but you're you released your special, your HBO special, Girl Daddy which is amazing. People need to, to watch it. Thank you. How are you feeling about that? I feel like what you said, you know, like I just, it's so funny to think about, uh, Alan was like, you know the drill. And it's like, yeah, because my entire like press of promoting yeah. my special was just getting on Zoom and doing people's yeah. podcasts and now later regretting everything that I said because I went to therapy <laughs> and feel better, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. Uh, I 
I think it can be like a interesting. I found lately, yeah, even just with. I, I I think I feel good about my work, but mm-hmm. I also feel like what I put into my work is like care and energy and mm-hmm. vulnerability, and therefore now I feel like retreating and I feel drained like and, and useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. Like, oh, I want to curl up. Not useless. No, no it is yeah. kind of like that. I, 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 I think yeah. I get that sense from a lot of, like, comedians and just fellow artists that, like, because we can't do what we normally would yeah. do in our lives, there, there's really – it's hard to muster up the inspiration to even do the things that we're making – do with you know what i mean like zoom performances or like having meetings over zoom or podcasting or it's hard to really keep that energy up and it's it's uh i think you should practice some self-care and be okay with taking a break Mm -hmm. oh yeah i mean i quit comedy i'm the real nanette and (laughs) i fully feel done with it in a huge way i also think we're just no you please go ahead Oh, no, I, I'm cut off our guest, as always. I'm a huge piece of shit. Go ahead, Beth. <laughs> I love you. You didn't cut me off. But, yeah, I quit. I'm done. Uh, I'm not saying I'll never come back. I just feel very done with it. It's it's so funny because, like, like, I just feel like every month is, like, its own year right now. <laughs> and every, like, every month is its own, like, world. And, like, August was bad for me. And almost everyone I know had like a really bad August. And then September was a little bit better at first, but like recently I've just been like, I have no idea who I am anymore. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like I used to love getting drunk alone in my apartment. And I've done that so much recently that I'm like, if I don't even like that anymore, what, what good, what good am I? Like, what do I, what do I, what can I contribute to the world if I don't enjoy getting drunk in my apartment? And I know what you mean. Like, especially if you spent a lot, I think that's the thing. It's also who am I? Because we can now look back at six months and go, that's what I did with it. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh. I didn't get ripped. I didn't write a book. Oh no. I just looked online and let people call me names. Like, yeah. get offline. <laughs> get outside. I'm did you done. Go, do you go through the comments? Do you look on YouTube comments and stuff? Um. So it happened to me yesterday. Yeah, because my little hometown paper, the Oakwood Register in Dayton, yeah. Ohio. I knew you were from Dayton. I knew you were from Dayton. And so they just asked some questions, like, uh, and I thought, oh, this will be good to share with them. Like, (laughs) I'll go YouTube and share. Like, they they just did Conan just did a new series, which was like the setup where you talk about your first time on Conan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like the first guest, and I'm and in it, I'm like, oh god, this is cringe, but it'll be fun to watch with JP. Mm -hmm. So I go to that to like give them the link, and then you do the thing. Like in the video, I'm talking about YouTube comments and how like you see a good one and and you scroll down like yep. how far can I get to let mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like you're watching a horror and movie. You, you literally start to squint. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I start doing. I I talk about that. It's like very dumb and meta. I talk about that in the video that I'm kind of doing that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then of course it says stuff like feminism and wokeness killed comedy, and it makes. And then I start because it's in me. I'm not even a roast comic. I hate roast, but it's Same. in me to start thinking of yep. comebacks. 
you know, yeah. along mm. the lines of like, oh, you should join penises with platitudes. Um, <laughs> like it's, you know, small membership only. So you'll feel yeah, seen. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds I'm like also, a Miley Cyrus song. <laughs> yeah. I start coming like with comebacks that are like, you know, what's her name? Who, who hurt you? You know, you're mm-hmm. just sort of like, mm-hmm. why are you like this? Or even just like, I hope you find love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so mm-hmm. sad for you. Like, and then it's probably, I've done this enough where sometimes I will have a back and forth and it'll be like, oh, I'm oh, 16 no. and I work at Target. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh my yeah. God, I have a good shift. And bye yeah. bye. Yeah. I, and that, that's really it half the time. Like, I mean, these guys for the podcast, they won't look at any comments. Like they're not, it's just not where they'll go. Whereas I, I love looking at negative comments. I get off on negative comments. I think because like, Deep down, I have I've, I've, I've had more therapy than these guys, but also because I doubt that. I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since too. I was five years old, thank you. But, my therapist is under my table. As we <laughs> <laughs> but I also think it's exactly that. It's the comments half the time are rooted in exactly what you said, Beth. And someone being hurt, someone something happened, and it's zero reflection on who you are. It's all yeah. a reflection on their life and the life that they've lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just sometimes. I mean, obviously, sometimes it's somebody will always be like, "This chick's high. Her eyes are so small." I'm like, "My eyes are just small. Like, I'm not always high. I don't. It makes you want to like defend yourself." And then, yeah. and then sometimes, like you're also saying, your eyes are not small. Yeah, I know. <laughs> your eyes are perfectly normal and beautiful. <laughs> oh, it's just so. It's dumb. What's I, amazing I, about I, comments I'm, is oh god. I was going to say what's amazing about comments is that even if you're presenting yourself to the world through a social platform, whatever it is, comedy, music, anything on social media, you're presenting it. You're the only one who really has the opportunity to press posts or whatever it is. Yeah. And even so, when you do that, unless you're telling everybody this is exactly who I am, then they don't really know you. Yeah. yeah. They don't really have – I mean, they don't really – Mm-hmm. Like a perfect example is, I sent this to Brent yesterday. Some I, I posted a very sweet picture of my of myself with my boyfriend. I like and that. I, I do that. I like around. That. <laughs> Thank you. Literally, I'm, I'm more. Mm-hmm. I, it's you know, on, it's a more rare occasion for me. But um, Dad, oh, bitch. Oh my god! <laughs> wait, wait! Elliot's recording from his parents' house. Dad, Elliot's in his parents' house. Wait, I want to say hello to Larry. Oh my god! Say hello to Larry. Larry, wait, hello. You do need to see this. We he need really to see Larry. This is what you need to see. Larry oh my he, god! Larry has a Trump <laughs> mask on. Says Flush November third. Flush the turd. Flush the turd. November third. Let's see his face. He's easy on the eyes, Elliot. He's easy on the eyes. Larry, send me four of those. <laughs> okay. Um, Go ahead. Sorry, I as I was it. saying. Yeah. So you know, like so I you just post the photo, like a, you and your partner. A sweet photo. photo, and you know, people said very nice things. And in all honesty, like I don't look at them all at once. I just kind of like I'm happy that it's there, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I happened to look yesterday, and somebody wrote something like, that, "Like if anybody's lucky enough to get you in leather and you, you, like wearing <laughs> leather, right. telling a pup, like with a leather daddy pup to, to tell him, like oh telling him God. what to do. He's a lucky man. And I'm like, what wait, can you, wait, who first, and they're first and foremost, I'm like, why do you assume that I'm into leather? Like none of it makes any <laughs> sense, but it just proves that it's like anybody will take whatever they want from yeah. what they see and just yeah. come to their own conclusion. 
Mm-hmm. Can I also say real quick, this is something I don't know if we've even addressed recently. Can you believe, and this is something I'm sure, Beth, you're, you're familiar with. Can you believe how unbelievably graphic and sexual social media has become? Yeah. Especially when it comes to like people who still, who like, like publicly will post something mm-hmm. and their face is associated with it. I know not everyone wants to run for Senate like I do, but like your face is associated <laughs> with it. And they'll tell Elliot how they want to like rim his ass and fuck him till he barfs <laughs> or whatever it is. And you're just hey. like, what? You like, you're, you're doing this from work. Well, but it's like, something that women have right been now. having to deal with yeah. forever. <clears throat> True. I mean, social media just heightened it for men, Beth. I mean, but you probably have so much more experience than just men being disgusting online. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I, I'm sure like a dick pic to my Facebook dates back to like 2011. Yeah, right. Uh, and I remember, I remember, I can, I'm thinking of it right now. It was greased up. <laughs> it looked like a a man's thumb that he'd hit with a hammer too hard on the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, and he was, like, yeah. Yanking up on his sack. Extra yardage. Yeah, and I wrote something back like. Ew, and he said, "I for I forget." I and he said, "Like doubt it." I yeah, I, I, I can't it. remember. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just, highly doubt that your your random dick pic is not turning you. On. It's like, yeah, fuck, what? Like you don't. The know randomness me. of it is what gets me when someone just sends. Well, that's it. when it feels like assault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> it's true. It's, so, it's modern flashing. Yeah, yeah. But I agree. Like your face being a people are reckless, and like I know it sounds like such. I guess a mom. I don't know what it sounds like, but to be like, I'm a human. Like yes. here's where it's most clear. When I I post like I've adjusted reluctantly to what stand up is, which is Instagram videos of you doing stand up. It's mm-hmm. a nightmare, and so I've adjusted to it because it's like okay. You see, Instagram used to be like, oh, this is where I share my things mm-hmm. I care about. It's things, like my little yeah, photo yeah. book. Yeah. And now it's like, obviously if you have more people seeing you, I guess it, it, it go, it's almost, sorry, I'm going on a lot of tangents here. No, 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 manager relationship where you need it. So you need it, you need it. And you're like, oh, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. And you forget like, oh no, like you make money because of me. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Because it is a power turn at some point when you do start working enough. So, so with Instagram, it's like, oh, this is my photo book of my life, things I care about and what I'm going to share. And then all of a sudden it turns to like, how do I keep these people following me? It's like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. fuck? Yeah. Anyway, it's most apparent when someone comments on that video of me, she's fun- funny, which is fine. Or <laughs> she, what's, don't quit, she shouldn't quit her day. It's me. Yeah. She is me. Yeah. yeah. Right. Human. Hi. You're yeah. commenting on me. Like, I'm just like, people are so fucking reckless and out of touch. And yeah. it bothers it, me. I can't believe how and, and I, look, I've fallen, I've fallen victim of this a lot myself. We used to talk about some things I would say on Grinder that weren't always the nicest, but like, like I've done it too. Like you like an emoji, an emoticon, a, uh, like a someone's face is too dehumanizing and as a result like you just when you disagree with someone you want to destroy them i had a twitter (laughs) fight i had a twitter fight with someone a couple days ago that like we were just parsing some stupid liberal like hyper liberal issue it was totally useless and i spent like a day thinking about like like dragging him down and killing him but like not I really understand. but you're just like it just I made understand. you it made me so mad and and then of course 
like after like 24 hours, all of a sudden I'm like, what am I do? Why am I even yeah. thinking about this? Like, why do you this care about so that cool. one random I person? I think yeah. because what this, like, you know, and it wasn't just the social dilemma, you know, documentary on Netflix, you knew a lot of those things, right. but I think now it's the wake up call to, Hey, um, you're on candid camera, meaning we, re- we rewired your brain. Mm-hmm. Surprise. And yeah, you're like yeah. waking up to it. And you're yeah. like, they're right. They did. Because why am I consumed with what these people think of me? Yeah. yeah. Why would exactly. that be anything? I mean, I, go ahead. I, I, was say, I, I, I was never a Twitter comedian. <sighs> I, I totally understand that it's a medium for other people, like other types of comedians. And I'm, all you know, I have nothing but adoration for for people who can do it well. That being said, I find that I think much like like Brent in that scenario, all I do on Twitter is get into gr- like terrible fights, <laughs> blood lusting <laughs> fights with conservatives, and I'm like, there's literally no point to this because, mm-hmm. by the way, I'm never going to change their minds, and by the way, why should I? Like, have do your thing. Yeah. If there's no reason for me to have it other than to occasionally sh- be like i'm doing this show i'm retweeting this if you want to attend the show it's like it's, mm-hmm. it, it's there's nothing to it it's yeah. a nightmare i was i was just talking to a friend yesterday literally about like this sort of cultural shift in instagram and beth you're right exactly in the beginning it was literally like this is my pretty day i'm in a beautiful park and this is yeah. my day and you're just sharing elliot a moment of your life yeah, yes yeah, exactly yeah, like yeah. That. elliot's sitting on a post and then it shifted into this like thing now where I'm so eager just to delete like my H. Allen Scott profile and only have yeah. like my professional one where I just like put up stuff and like, you know, I, and I don't, I, I have, I've gotten into the habit of just loving deleting comments on my Instagram because it, it pisses <laughs> people off. But it also, oh, I've, like, been restri- right. I've been restricting. Yeah, which I is, restrict which people is, as well. Which is an yeah. even in, more interesting, intricate battle. Cause they still think it's there. Mm-hmm. And, and the only joy you really get from it is, is that they, it got no likes. Yeah. Right. So they're just like, there. like, you, like, so they don't know why it didn't get any likes. Cause I'm sure right. the army was like looking to go like it. And he's like, well, right. I wrote it. Why isn't it there? That's the only joy that you can imagine. The only but joy ha- they get, the only joy they get is, is just, uh, um, receive like, being read, being heard, yeah. and if you don't hear them, or being responded even, to, that's, that's the real, what I mean. Sorry, the catnip I mean is the to. response. If you give exactly. that power, then they feel accomplished. Oh mm-hmm. God! And the need to just like I, I want to get rid of the need to be liked, the need to be yeah. understood. Like I can, it's even hard for me in relationships. Like, like I almost, I mean, I prefer an exit interview. Like, what do you think went mm-hmm. wrong? You know? <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. And and I and I've had that. Like, well, what do you think? And, and I remember someone saying, well, does it matter? And over here, I'm going like, it might for the next gal that I'm trying to help out here. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe you should ask questions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you know right. someone, you lunatic. Right. One time we were having a conversation and I was like, have you been to Japan? Because something like came up on the screen. And he was like, nope. And then I thought, I was like so fed up with that. I go, have you been to Japan, Beth? Oh my God. Yeah. I, I'm like, Ask something about me. I know everything about you. Yep. And that's why this has been a fun relationship for you. Because I yes. can name your entire family and you know nothing about me. And why am I still here is the question. Why am I still <laughs> fucking showing up to your house? I, I'm like, so many dates. So many dates. I'm are like, so confused by myself sometimes. I guess it is like whatever, a pandemic and things. But No, that's, that's, that's a date scenario that Brent and I have, I think, have I both dealt with many times and Alan you did too right people who just 
they just don't respond. And you're like, hello? Not even so much they don't respond. It's like they seem to take an active interest in not wanting to know anything about you. And then then the fun thing with it is like when they're surprised by something about you and you're like, (laughs) it's been here the whole time. Uh, All right. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's also annoying because like, uh, you know, I I am now single again. So I'm, I'm back on the apps and I'm back on hinge. And like, I can't believe the number of, of people that I match with where I'm like, I have a picture of me doing stand up on TV. I have a picture Mm -hmm. with me with Conan and, and like, which is, which doesn't mean you have to care about that world but like that's better than you at the fucking beach and like no one ever asked <laughs> or disneyland me. it's always disneyland disneyland with <laughs> a tiger climbing but some how fucking about just dumbass mountain to detail and care meaning right. uh if a guy has a photo of a dog i would say oh i noticed yeah. you have a photo cool of your dog, dog. what's it <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, as opposed right. to me literally just messaging back you have any pets right did you right. look at the fucking photos why are we talking yeah. i'm right. like right I, I changed my my bio to just um ideally you've been to therapy right <laughs> i think it. that's great that's great <laughs> i qualify so i think what yeah. i what i've always loved about you beth is that i i i would perhaps call you if you don't mind me saying a casual feminist feminist which is to say <laughs> i just think you're you're obviously so funny and you're very progressive but also you're just like you don't put it in ways like I think a lot of people do on Twitter where it's like, if you don't agree with me, you're a monster. But the way you phrase, you know, the world and like your belief system, it's like, you're ridiculous if you don't agree with me. And here's an example. (laughs) And so I just think that's like, to me, the best way to kind of, you know, the best way to get your opinions out there. I like that. I think I've never wanted to, I never started out in comedy to like, you obviously try to you know, right. shove my feelings down people's throat. I started because whatever, I'm sure there's some sort of deficit in my childhood or like whatever right. attention and filling some hole or just in general. I like it the way it makes it feels yeah. to make people laugh. Yeah. But like I, you evolve and change over time. I, I remember after a show, someone coming up to me and saying their two favorite comics. One is one that exists. That's about 10 years younger than me. And they said, um, but I like you better. Cause you're like more feminist. Cause you're like older and bitter. And I oh, was like, fun. <laughs> hilarious because it's true because you just reach a point where you do stop giving a shit so i think early in my life when you're saying like Mm -hmm. casual feminist i identify with that because i always wanted to be like i've gone through many whatever iterations of being a female comic meaning like at the beginning i didn't want to talk about sex because i didn't want to prove that stereotype right right and at the beginning i didn't want to x y or z because i was going to i was going to do it different right and and I didn't want to complain or cause a stir or report, you know, something if something bad right. happened or like, you know, I just fucking took it if somebody smacked my ass too hard or pulled my hair. Like, and I fuck, and right. I earned my place here, like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Cause you want enough power to be able to like say something eventually. Right. And then when you get to that point, you're just like, you don't give a shit anymore. And you're like, it doesn't matter how much power I have. It's still going to keep happening. So yeah. like, what's it and when all you for? Set up, when you set up those walls, it limits you from what the creative spaces you could go with it and with whatever you're experiencing. So that's, all, that's something that I've loved about you for so long is that, you know, it does seem like, because I've been following, I mean, I think we've probably known 
you for what 10 15 years i mean a, a while now and it, it, i've known you for 60 years 60 60 yeah. years yeah. Me and Ellie go back to the old world um <laughs> but you've you've evolved in a way that is exactly that that like you've taken the experiences in which you've lived and you've applied it to your work in a way that is accessible and that's what is so great about you i think Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. It means a lot. I think I was like, you know, what's interesting to me lately, I've been thinking like, and I talk about it in my special, but it's all the whole like, whatever, speaking of that guy commenting like feminism room comedy, wokeness room comedy. It's like, so in order for me to talk about things I care about, I have to be extremely funny at it. Right. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> why doesn't that apply to some of the dudes? Right. Mm-hmm. So why aren't you a social justice warrior? Like, who was a social justice warrior? Your, the grades? George Carlin? Richard Pryor? Watch their special. See what they're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they were social justice warriors. I mean, like, that's why it's so interesting to me that it's like, when women have taken some of those stances, it's like, oh, here she goes again. You know, yeah. don't want to hear it. But it's also, even the sex thing bothers me. It's like, we listen to men in comedy clubs for what? Who cares? Decades. Five decades. Yeah. Riff about their battle axe wife, joke about their mistresses. It's like, don't you think we're catching up so you guys can get good at sex? Like, yeah, yeah. we do need to talk about it. So <laughs> Beth, at it. Beth, Elliot used to go on stage in New York. He would he would go on stage and he would just pull his pants down and he would show <laughs> off his booty hoe. <laughs> and that's that was his five minute set. And you know, people loved it. They oh my god. I know that actually was a bit in my act, actually. That I actually did that in some okay. stage. <laughs> you showed your butthole? Well, I showed my taint, remember, with the hang- carabiner? <laughs> you showed that to people? I did it on stage, yeah, all the time. Mm. Times were different. Yeah. <laughs> Times were different. We used to do crazy shit at Town Hall Pub in Chicago. Yeah. Really? I remember for my birthday, like, all my, I think it was Molly Markle came out in like a whip, whip shaving cream bikini. And it, or no, 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 just, just in lotion. It was Ooh. like a fake dove, dove ad. Oh. <laughs> like thick lotion. I love my nice. body. That's great. <laughs> Wait, so uh, your dad... Your dad does local commercials in Ohio? I mean, not even. They're not commercials. He does live roadside commercials. that He, he calls them that, or character directionals, and in in definitely not in Ohio. I think it's in Orlando. I didn't say mm. I think. I was going to yeah, start yeah. another sentence, but right. not in Ohio, <laughs> yeah. only in Orlando would that definitely be Definitely okay. Orlando. Yeah. What, what, is, what does that mean? Like, he holds the signs? He's basically a sign spinner, except like there's no spinning. It's just like a lot of high kicking and pelvic thrusting and raising the roof. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> and he does like his own costumes, and he like he goes thrifting and embellishes them with puffy paint. Wow, and, puffy oh, paint! Wow. Yeah. He's it's, a true eccentric. It sounds like. Oh yeah. Is that where your comedy comes from? Yeah, right. (laughs) What's your relationship like with him? Because I also know, I think he's pretty conservative, as I recall, right? Right. Um, He loves Tucker Carlson. Um, Yeah. Loves that he speaks his mind. And of course, I mean, I talk with my dad about these things. I try not to be like just, I'm I'm just like, how do you like that person? I'm so confused by you. He just says, says it like it is or whatever. And it's just like, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm like baffled by this that you're consuming this type of whatever. Yeah. I mean, anyway. Um. So yeah, he's down in Orlando doing that, and um, our relationship's ebbed and flowed over the years. He said stuff I didn't like for like 15 years, and then I wouldn't talk to him. You know, like I didn't talk yeah. to him for a couple of years, and then I 
I'm curious as to like, so I started talking to him about things. I don't know. I just yeah. like, to me, he kind of lives in an alternate reality, really. Like mm. a lot of it is denial. And is it true that you, you, you said you donate to parent, Planned Parenthood in his name? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's my brilliant. favorite thing to do. <laughs> I love that. That is yeah. my, it's, I love that. I, I do that as well. And it's one of my favorite things to do. In like whose the, name? I do, oh, in so many names. Aunt Anne's name. I mean, I do it all <laughs> yeah. my conservative, because yeah. my Aunt Anne's super a big Trump supporter. Like, it's, it's a fun thing to do to gay causes, to Black Lives Matter causes, to Planned Parenthood. I, I encourage every liberal to do it. That's yeah. great. This yeah. is the first year I've donated to um, campaigns in states in which I don't live just mm-hmm. to beat the opponent. Yeah. Trying to get out Lindsey Graham. I'm all about Amy McGrath all of a sudden. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Jamie Harrison. I'm all about Jamie Harrison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a good thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Feels patriotic. Definitely. Well, Beth, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Where can, oh, you are amazing. Where can, where can people find you online? I'm just, I'm, well, I can they write comments on your posts? (laughs) BethStelling.com. I just, I I just got, uh, just for the special, somebody redid it for me, but I really, I'm just at Beth Stelling and everything. Yeah. But if, and I I have some new like shirts and hats, um, in my store on my website. Got some merch. And Girl Daddy is on HBO Max. Yes. If if you're curious, just do the trial, HBOMax.com. Pre-trial it up and then cancel that shit. Watch the thing on Nexium and then watch Beth and then cancel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The vow, baby, the vow. (laughs) And another thing. So there is a disgusting message board website (laughs) that exists that is sometimes incredibly insensitive <laughs> and inappropriate. It's all about nudes. It's all about I nudes. I still visit it almost every day. And I saw <laughs> a thread on this website recently. It's like just like a sort of an old school message board. And I thought it was just kind of funny. Someone was like, what are your PILFs, which is a politician I'd like to fuck. Which is insane. I, I've never heard that before. I had never heard that before either. I do still, I by the way, I still use uh, some old school terminology <laughs> when, and I feel, I think, I think of MILF and I think of Butterface is like old school. Like, What's Butterface? You don't know Butterface? No, I've never heard Butterface. That's Wait, Elliot, you know Butterface, right? Yeah. It's, you're attracted to everything but her face. Oh, so it's like I don't know that ugly, at But all. she has a great body. But I mean, like of the three of us, high. of the three of us, I'm definitely the one riding that queer wave hard. So like, I have a feeling that I missed that one completely. Yeah, well, yeah, I think yeah. it's like American Pie circa 1999, like yeah. that, like yeah, famous. Yeah, very like, yeah. And I still I use it on Grinder when I need to. But anyway, so I thought it would be fun to discuss uh, who are your pilfs? Who are the who are the politicians? Because we get political on the podcast. This is a fun it. one. This is a fun one. I had fun doing this. I'm I mean, glad you had fun. It sounds like you don't have fun normally when you do things. Well, podcasts, I mean, sometimes when you do when we do these listing things, I'm a little like I have oh, to like Google yeah. actors that are hot because I don't know. But this one, I had answers. Yeah, I had yeah. answers. Well, then, yeah. Alan, you start. Go ahead, start us. Well, off. you started me off um, by putting Barbara Mikulski, which is incorrect. Right. <laughs> she is the one. She is Very the one politician short. that I would put on a pillow and have on my couch so that I can easily mm-hmm. just like pet and 
say hello to senator you. senator from maryland that's a deep cut former right. senator former senator that's right former um senator. but uh there is a picture of an old a young benjamin netanyahu that literally gives me a semi <laughs> every right. single time i look at it i mean that netanyahu, was a curveball for me Net, was netanyahu a could choke me could spit on me i mean he does it to his own country anyway he's a horrible horrible politician yeah, but guy. i would let i would let him smack Mm -hmm. um justin trudeau just so that i could like take off his false eyebrows because he has this like you know losing hair problem thing and he wears false eyebrows and i really just i think that would be hot in bed to wait. Sort of just like rip them off wait is that wait 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 hold on sure? so, wait wait yeah. wait is that is that real alan i mean i've heard it's true eyebrows? i've heard it's true that he has a uh, hair loss problem thing, i think he's is... too cliche it's like he's oh. i mean he, i'm not saying he's ugly i just i'm like we get it i feel like he would listen to me the hair is ridiculous. I don't know. I love I'm it. Just, well, it's not, probably fake hair, fan. too. Um, this is a deep cut one because I don't the think a lot wig. of people know who he is, but Representative Brian Sims, who we both follow each other on Twitter. I hope he's listening. Um, <laughs> All right. He, uh, he's an he's a openly gay representative from Pennsylvania State House, but he's a mm. great politician, does a lot of really good work. Gavin Newsom, although I kind of regret writing mm. that down now. American um, I Psycho. Think Kirst yes, yes. Kirsten Cinema, I feel like, would be a really <laughs> so like like pretty, she would put really on a pretty. strap on and like go to mm. town. She's um, really like Senator sexy. from Arizona. She yeah, is. She's, she's really she's, cool. She's really yeah. sexy and fun. My last one is um, also kind of a deep cut. He's a, rep a, a U.S. representative from New York. Uh, Antonio Delgado from upstate New York. Oh, I think upstate yeah, New York. He is, is he upstate huh? New York? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but he's Albany-ish or something. I think. He just makes yeah, me yeah, whenever yeah. he talks, I'm just like, keep oh, going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Elliot. You know, this is actually uh, this was a surprise. Maybe it's because Elliot's in a relationship now. But for the first time, <laughs> when I've asked for a list of good-looking people, it's one Elliot line. Didn't write a whole page. <laughs> one line. An entire page of people. A page that we have to Google. Half I'll never <laughs> forget when we did one of my favorite discussions was deep cut hot guys, which are hot guys you wouldn't necessarily say are conventionally deemed attractive. And I swear to God, we came in with like a page from Elliot. Alan, you and I had two lines each. Yeah. Respectable. And Elliot had a page of no names. We're like, what the hell page. is going on? Yeah. We had to Google half of them. I didn't know. It was like know. a chunk of a page. <laughs> yeah. It was like dozens of It really of was, Elliot. It really was. It took it was up a chunk. quite a it bit wasn't of a full page. It, it took up quite a like You finding, even had to skip I like them. Finding, I like finding attractive. I did have to skip them, but I like finding attractiveness in like the sort of like the the less tread territories you Girl, know if you can't go through everybody on your list within like a segment <laughs> it's too many names you're on him yes. <laughs> okay well my, right, Ellie, i ahead. have a short short list um dan crenshaw the guy with the eye patch yeah yeah um, i get it i obviously don't That's agree good. with his politics i get uh, it uh chad wolf of uh the <laughs> yeah uh he's horrible but what does he run I don't he know. Runs, he's on your list. He works under Trump. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. I think, no. Brian, I think you'll think he's handsome. Sure. Because um, he's kind of like Paul Ryan-ish. Okay. Um, I think Eric Swalwell is very handsome. Mm -hmm. He looks like a cartoon character to me, and I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think Joe Kennedy III is a good-looking guy. Gag me, <laughs> not in a good way. <laughs> and he's a ginger. Um, right. But as I've as I've maintained my 
number one across all time, I think still maintain, I still maintain oh, right. I that this. it's young Al Franken. It's true. <laughs> he was it's on true. SNL in the seventies. He was oh my so God. handsome. <laughs> so and his glasses were perfect and his hair was perfect. I would agree he with was that. Like a wrestler. Young Al Franken is good. He was so mm. handsome. So you should Al give Franken, a shout out. We should always do it to me. We should give a shout out. I think we'd be remiss not to say young Joe Biden should make it worth your, oh my God. Wor- worth it and for you to Joe vote McCain, for him. Young, yeah. young McCain too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that's from, that's me. Now Brent, obviously. You know, here's, here's a curveball. All of mine are Republicans. That's not yeah. surprising. That's not surprising. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. How dare you? No, I, I really do think I think Paul Ryan, when he was on the ticket in 2012 with Mitt Romney, was as handsome a 46-year-old man could get. Like he Did just you jerk off to the to the to the, to the weights no, one. Those photos. I, I didn't. I didn't jerk off to it, but I might. I might have meditated to it. I might have <laughs> just kind of caressed. No, I, I. I just think like sometimes it's not even that. Like I jerk off to them, but you're like, hey, if I look that good when I'm 46 which was, you know, wearing, and that's the funny thing about Republicans sometimes is, is they're very conservative, but they still wear metrosexual style shit in DC because mm-hmm. it's a big city and they want to look good. So you rarely see a Republican, not r- rarely, but often you see Republicans that are relatively well-dressed in particular, yeah. I think the younger ones. So, but yeah, I mean, he got fit. He was doing like P90X or something and his face was handsome. He, I feel like that was like pretty much the pinnacle of like PILFs. I'm dying um, so we get to one of so these. tiny, though. He is tiny. No, I think he's 6'1". Uh, John no, Thune is tiny a senator. in terms of, like, he's just skinny. He's so... Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, oh. that's... You know I, what? I thought he was... No, no, what? I thought he was... I thought he was petite. Oh. No, he's, I think he's quite tall. Um, <laughs> John Thune is, like, legitimately... He's a senator from, like, North Dakota, legitimately very handsome. I feel like he's been on the carb diet too long. And here's one that you're going to make fun of me for, but look, I have to be honest... I'm not saying he's good looking, but sometimes you see someone who has an interesting face and you keep looking at it and you're not saying, you're not- You're stalling. All right, I think (laughs) Dick Cheney has an interesting face. I do, I I think he, wait, what? Now? Uh, I actually haven't seen him in a while, but I felt like when he was in office, he had an interesting <laughs> face. And That's like, so funny. In that it's like symmetrical and like yeah, aesthetically like it, pleasing. Sort of like, it's it's hard to explain. Like, are you ever out somewhere, you're at a grocery store and you see someone and you're like, they're not, I don't find them attractive, but I also can't stop looking at them. I'm just mm. like, I'm intrigued. That's never been face. Dick Cheney for me. Never. never. <laughs> I can anybody. easily avoid looking saying, at Dick Cheney. I'm not saying it's a universal truth. I'm just saying, you know, for being vulnerable here, I'm saying oh, I think Dick Cheney has a unique face. Nobody said Al Gore. Well, that's a yeah, reason for that. I mean, Al, he's not good looking. <laughs> oh my God. Al, what, you think Al yeah. Gore is good looking? And when he was younger, absolutely. No, okay. no, no. <laughs> Al Gore, Al Gore feels like a sleeping pill to me. He just feels, yeah. he just feels so. But I will say, Brent, I don't think it's surprising that all of your are all of yours are Republican, is because you get off on debate. You, you get like so into debating that, like, in order to be like these guys, it makes sense because you would fight with each and every single one of them. There is, there is a solicitor general. A state solicitor general in Oklahoma. So this is the guy in Oklahoma who argues everything in front of yeah, yeah. the Oklahoma Supreme Court for the, for the state. 
and he writes <laughs> writes opinion pieces on SCOTUS blog, which is a Supreme Court blog. Mm-hmm. It's a really boring lead up here to not a great story either, but I'm still gonna tell it. And he is the hottest metrosexual like Republican I've ever seen. And I friended him on Facebook. He is not accepted yet, but I still yeah. I did oh, friend no. him on Facebook, and I think he's very good looking. And I are you refreshing have... left and right? Or waiting for that? <laughs> it's been about a year, so I don't think anymore. But I have I do check every couple of months just to see, <laughs> just to see did he reject? Did is it, am I still in the running? Could maybe he accept at some point? And finally, the last thing I'll say is. There are a couple politicians who I feel like got too much credit for being good looking. I agree. One of which, I, and I know this is controversial as well. I don't, I don't get the JFK stuff. I don't Same. think he's handsome. I don't oh, I do. understand why people say that. Oh, because he's tan and he had nice hair yeah. and he had a nice smile and just a handsome all no. American. He's just young. Guy. He's just young. He's that the was American all dream. dream. No, no he he's wasn't. wiggling and jiggling. And the the other one is Marco Rubio who he's handsome know, from uh, he's handsome that no he's not insane yeah I mean, he's a handsome guy Elliot, i don't think Elliot, so at look at a picture of mark he just seems like he's always Dude. sweating no i think he's <laughs> a nice face he's a nice like a dick cheney face. a nice face doesn't is not gonna do it like you need the package mm, maybe he, uh Ellie, Ellie went for the jugular. He called him. He called. He said he had a Dick Cheney <laughs> face. I guess I can't say anything to that. No, <laughs> no wait. What? And you? You think Romney? Romney is overrated? I think Romney's overrated. I think Romney is handsome in a sort of John Roberts way. In that, like, you know, yeah, they're conventionally handsome. Whatever. Like they can pass. But How you, dare you? you also know fundamentally, even though you disagree with most of their politics, that you'd probably have a very pleasant conversation with them. Oh. Uh. I would have the best conversation with John Roberts. Yeah, of course. If I was ever sitting in first class, which I've never done, and John Roberts was sitting done? next to me. You've been on a private plane and you've never been in first class? <laughs> no. Oh my never God. Been, I think I got bumped up once, but it wasn't like a long flight. But if John Roberts was sitting next to me, I would like wait an hour and then like maybe like an hour into the flight, I'd be like, so, you know, I've, I've, I've listened to the Supreme Court audio. And then I feel like we would really hit it off. That's what I've always thought. <laughs> I would tell him I'm a comedian. I think he would be very, very impressed. I feel like this is the testimony we have before they get in, before they get in a relationship. <laughs> this is how we started. What would your aunt say? Grant, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's podcast? Marco Rubio is an 11 out of 10. <laughs> of course she would. Um, my aunt Joanne would say, tell Alan... They use the pink triangle in the Holocaust. (laughs) (laughs) What would Aunt Anne say? You know, the only Democrat I ever voted for was Bill Clinton. Why? Because I thought he would want to eat with me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm I'm Aunt Anne. (laughs) You are. I'm H. Allen Scott. 